Welcome to day three of season one, Finale Week. It's episode 42 of the WebJoy podcast. I'm your host, Eddie, and in this podcast, we interview guests about their origin story and what makes them excited and joyful to be part of the tech community. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I didn't know what I was outside of my job with L.A. Thomas. Welcome to another episode of WebJoy. I'm excited to have Ale with us today. Ale, say hi to the listeners and everything. Hi, everyone. My name is Ale Thomas. I am originally from Mexico. I am now based in New York, and I am a software engineer. And I do a lot of other things, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Eddie. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Well, that's great. So yeah, kind of what's a short version of your story? What was it that initially kind of got you inspired to start looking into tech? And what has that journey looked like so far? Well, like I said, I'm originally from Mexico, where I went to school. And I've always been a very curious person. I've always considered myself good with tech. You know how when you're a kid and you have access to a computer or like video games, in my case, I had I had access to computers and I just went crazy when I had my first encounter with a computer. And it just went from there. I knew that I really liked them. I really liked to tinker with them. I really liked to play and create things, even when I had no internet. Like when I had no access to the internet, I would make animations on paint and, you know, make like frames to then animate them on Movie Maker. So my main hobby was just staying on the computer all day, even when I had no internet. And that was the same when I started school, uh, when, I w- when I went to middle school and then high school in, in Mexico. I was very lucky that in high school, we had courses, computer courses, and they weren't the, the usual Word and Excel and, and things like that. We actually saw Flash. We actually learned how to use Flash. We had a, a course on Java, which is when I officially had my first, you know, dig at, at computers and programming on its own. But back then, I didn't really think that it was a career that I could pursue. It was more like a hobby. It was more something that I thought was really fun and like challenging and that I thought it was just like something to do on the side. I didn't even know that you could pursue a career in tech. You know, I didn't even know software development existed. And so when I went to college, it's funny because when I was in high school, I'm telling you, I've always been a very curious person. So I started learning English since I was a little kid. And by the time I was in middle school, I was ready to take on a new language, right? And I wanted to learn new languages. So I started learning French and then Portuguese. And and when I was in high school, I was like, wow, this is my calling, you know, languages. And I want to study international business. (laughs) And so I went to school for international business because I thought that knowing languages is going to be a huge advantage, right? But the first semester I'm in college, I noticed that I really don't like it. And it's all theory and it's all reading a lot and writing essays. And I'm like, where's the math? And <laughs> where's the math? And where's the computers? And we had we had a class on Excel for business. So they taught you macros and stuff like that, a little bit more advanced for like a business major. And 
even then I took it upon me, you know, to go further and I would, you know, investigate how to, how to actually program using Excel. That's when I realized that, Hey, maybe I want something that's more practical, right? I want, I want to actually do something. And I decided to switch my majors, but in my small city, they only offered like two engineering majors, my school. For me, it meant investing more money into changing schools or like traveling to a different state. So I stayed in my original city and I chose one of those two engineering majors that we had, which was industrial and systems engineering. And we had a couple programming courses. So that was enough for me. I said like, okay, that's enough. And I can probably learn more of it on my own. And I went to school for that. I finished and I graduated as an industrial and systems engineer. And definitely my favorite classes were my programming classes. And my teachers were always very enthusiastic about my my interest in it. You know, we still, we actually still talk and that's very nice. But yeah, putting that aside and I graduated school and everything I already knew. And with my research and my building on the side, I knew that I wanted to be a software engineer, you know, as soon as I came out of school. And that's what happened. Um, a few months before I started graduated, I started looking for jobs that were only software engineering jobs. And that was very, you know, looking back, it's like, that was very confident of me. I was very confident, like, oh yeah, I'm going to get that job. And we, I got my first uh, software engineering job programming with Java. And that's pretty much how I did it. It's not I've just been always interested in it. And I think that if I had known that I could have pursued that career, then I definitely would have done it. But sadly, in high school, I didn't have much access to that to that idea that I could be a software engineer or that that was a job. You know, I thought that it was just like something cool to do on the computer. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think it's funny. That's a recurring sentiment from a lot of people that or a number of people that I've talked to on the podcast where they had an interest in computers when they were younger, but they just didn't know if it was really a pathway that they could go. So they kind of assumed it wasn't, and they started down a different path. Mm -hmm. And eventually, yeah, their interest and passion at some point along the journey is like, oh no, this is just cool. I can do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what happened with me. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. I was wondering, as you were mentioning that you ended up getting a degree in industrial engineering. I was in my mind wondering like, oh, I wonder like how long it took you to get into programming. But that's awesome that you actually just Mm -hmm. looked straight for those programming jobs. Do you feel like it took you a little while to find that first programming job? Or was it kind of just standard? You kind of found it as you were graduating slash a little bit after. It happened super fast. I think I got very lucky. And I wish it were like that. <laughs> like now that I'm looking again, why isn't it like that? Because <laughs> I, I graduated December 2020. But I did. the thing is that I did have professional experience, right? I had worked full-time jobs since I was out of high school. So I was 17, 18 years old, and I was already having full-time jobs. And that definitely helped a lot. Before I graduated, I had an internship that was completely industrial engineering, right? It was manufacturing. I was at a, at a factory and everything. And, and it was very heavily industrial engineering. But I was actually with a team of, uh, it was four people. And my three other teammates and me, we, we designed this project to help the project that we were doing in, for a school. 
But we decided to put some programming in. And they really liked that project and that extended our contract for like a year. So that was official. Like I, I used that as like, that's my first job. So, yeah. so already in my resume, I had a little bit experience, like professional experience doing software engineering. And when I, when I was about to graduate, so I graduated December, 2020, and I started looking for jobs, LinkedIn. I only used LinkedIn, by the way. I just applied to a lot of positions and in January... A company called me back and it was actually the first company that called me back. None of them even like rejected me. You know, the, unfortunately, you know, the automatic reply, I didn't even get those from other companies, but this company did get back to me. They, um, we had the interviews and it was a done deal. Like February, I was already starting. So it happened very, very quickly. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of have been in the tech industry since you started programming. Yeah. And this year, there was kind of an unexpected transition for you. And that can be challenging for a lot of people, but it really seems like you kind of leaned into it, right? You moved on from your last company and Mm -hmm. you're currently taking a break while you kind of figure out what your next path is. I think a lot of people run into these seasons of life and when they do, they kind of feel like they're alone and they're not always sure what to do. So I guess, what have you found particularly challenging? And what have you found surprisingly beneficial during this time as you're kind of transitioning and figuring out where your next role is? It's funny because like I told you, everything happened really fast for me. I've always had that going. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> or, you know, I've always been very sure of what's coming next for me. Ever since I started working when I was, I'm telling you, 17, 18 years old, I went job to job, okay? And I liked playing around with things and and finding out what I liked, what I didn't like. And even as soon as I graduated, you know, a lot of people go through those stages or like crises where you're graduated and and you say, what now? Or like, what am I going to do now? Or, you know, what's my purpose? And as soon as I graduated, I had a job. So I didn't go through that stage in which I don't know who I am or like what I like, or I was certain that I wanted to be a software engineer. And I was certain that that was a path that I wanted to take. And as soon as I started my job, I, I just had objectives like around it. You know, I, I never, I never found myself lost. And then that suddenly happened with the last job that I had. I had this job that didn't turn out to be what I wanted it to be. And it was shocking for me. I had never come across that. I had never, it never happened to me that I'm there and I don't want it. You know, I was, I was unhappy and I noticed that I was unhappy and it made me feel bad. It made me feel like guilty. And it made me feel like maybe this is a sign that I am failing, or maybe this is a sign that I'm not good at it. It was very hard for me to get into that mindset of being like, you know what, this just isn't for me, but it doesn't mean that I'm bad at it. And it was really hard. I had never quit a job. I mean, like that, like just, just out of the blue, you know, it was always like, because I had the next thing coming or because I already knew what my next objective was. And, and for the last position that I left, it got very bad for me. It was very challenging. And I needed a lot of help in like, because I wanted to kind of prove myself. I wanted to say, you know what? No, I can do it. And I, and I have to at least last a year, you know, <laughs> for me, it was like, it was a very huge sign of, of 
failure to have to leave a job so suddenly. And, and it was very challenging for me. And I just, you know, I always had the next thing in mind and it made me feel, I think a lot of, of introspection, you know, that I had never done. I had always been like, okay, I want this. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get it. And I've always been very structured and a lot of plans and a lot of premeditation before I do something. But for this, it was starting to affect me. It was starting to affect me even physically, as in like with all these thoughts, like, wow, everybody's going to be so disappointed or everybody's going to be like, why are you doing this? It got physical, like I couldn't sleep. I would cry. Uh, my stomach, you know how when you're nervous or like when you're feeling bad, even your stomach resents it. I was I was going yeah. through all all sorts of all sort of emotions, and I just realized, you know what, this is not good for me, and and I need to take a step back, and and that's okay. It's been very challenging because I had never been through this, but I also never stopped working. Like I've been working, I, I'm telling you, for seven years and never stopping. So I was doing a job. And then at the same time, I was like, okay, now I'm interested in this. And then I would apply and then I would get that other job and okay, bye, old job, high new job. There was no break in between. And for the first time in forever, I, I started waking up and I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't have a, a concrete purpose in my mind, which at the end of the day, I think has been really beneficial for me. I had never stopped to... Everything I've ever known has been stress. And I actually thought that was a good thing to have, to be stressed and to be like, oh yeah, think about the next step and, and just planning and my goals and achieving this and achieving that. And I never stopped to, to just enjoy <laughs> the present. And I think I'm finally being able to do that, but it's not been easy. Like a day I'm like, wow, I love this. And I'm at the beach and I'm enjoying my time and I'm enjoying my family and my friends and I feel great. And then the next day I'm like, I feel guilty. You know, the next day I'm like, why did I do that? Why didn't I I apply to jobs? (laughs) Or Why didn't I, I don't know, go through a course on X technology. And, and it's been like that. It's like, it's like a roller coaster, but I'm enjoying it so much. And it's made me put everything into perspective. And it's made me realize that I was prioritizing my job way too much. Like for me, having a job was my personality, <laughs> really. Like, uh, so without a job, what am I, right? And and I'm finally discovering that, which is very, very nice. And I think it's a it's been a beautiful journey because I didn't know what I was outside of my job. I didn't know what I was outside of school and outside of just a job. And I'm finally getting to define that after so many years. (laughs) It's really good to have that break and to be able to kind of let your mind reset. Mm -hmm. I, very similarly to you, really, most of my working life, like it's just been, okay, one job to the next. And, you know, you line up the next job. And a year ago or so, I, you know, was at a company and things weren't good, right? Like Mm -hmm. very similarly. So I had actually started kind of interviewing at some places, felt pretty confident in like one or two of the interviews going on. And so I went ahead and I was like, I left the company. Uh, Those interviews didn't work out. So I was fun employed last summer um, while Mm -hmm. doing the job search. And it it can be so stressful, right? To be in that area and then to know that like, things weren't going the way you wanted at 
the previous company, right? And things weren't connecting with people. It just, things weren't fitting. And like you said, there's that stress afterwards. It's like, was it me there? Was it the company Mm -hmm. there? Like there's all these questions and doubts that float around your head where even after you make that choice, like you have these conflicting emotions of positive because you made, you know, this brave step and you're looking to the future (laughs) and like regret, like, did I make the worst decision of my life? And maybe it was all me and like, I suck, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So it's definitely, it's unfortunate when those things happen, but I think it happens to a lot of people. And I hope anyone listening, whether you're going through it right now, whether you've gone through it and it's like your deep, dark secret that you hold inside and you don't tell anyone or whether, you know, it happens over the next couple of years. Like, remember this conversation. Remember that it has happened to us that, you know, this is just part of going through life and trying to find the right companies to work at. And sometimes there aren't matches and Mm -hmm. these things don't work. And that's okay. And that doesn't reflect on you, you know, as a person. Yeah, exactly. I I think it's super important. And and we're quick sometimes to be like, wow, they pay me very well. And like, it's even like maybe a prestigious company. So I got to take it. But then I think we have to be a little, I mean, way more careful with where we invest, like we're investing so many hours of our days into work, right? And I don't know, I just realized that I, yeah, the money is great. It's great to have like those benefits and everything. But if it's draining you or if it's making you feel bad, then it's a (laughs) no-go. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the main things we talk about in each episode is what brings us joy. And so, you know, you mentioned earlier, you do a lot of different things, right? Yes, you're a software engineer. Yes, you do all these things. But I know that there's some stuff that is kind of a hobby for you. So yeah, what's something that brings you joy that you'd like to talk about today? Um, One of the things that I started doing... Last year, actually, it's been a, it's been a whole year now. <laughs> it's CSS art, so it's it's like animations using only CSS, and it's just so fun. The moment I discovered that I could do it, it was just I was just addicted to it. Even even when I'm sad, you know, it's funny because I can be sad or like gloomy and not like just feeling blue. And my boyfriend's like, "Why don't you do some CSS art?" <laughs> so like he knows that he knows that I really enjoy it. For me, it's like. It's like putting a puzzle together because it's not the same. So I've I've always liked drawing too. I'm not I'm not very good at drawing, but I even had like my Instagram account where I posted like little drawings that I made. But just being able to actually do it with code is another type of challenge and it's so cool to to see it come together and trying to think of how to do it. And that's what I love the most. Like you can just you know, think of a, a panda in your mind and you're going to be like, how do I do it? And then and then you just bring it to life using only code, which is fascinating. And and it does make me feel amazing. And I think I think it puts it lets me be creative and it lets me be, you know, logical as well. So that's why I really love it because it, it feels challenging. That's so interesting. I personally have never I've seen a ton of people uh-huh. do CSS art and I've never yeah. done it. For some reason, there's a disconnect in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> I don't get how you all go from this image of like, hey, I want to do a panda to like yeah. <laughs> actually creating all these circles and shapes and stuff. 
that make up mm-hmm. a panda, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it can even take you hours, but it's just, it's just worth it. I don't know. It, it It's like absorbing. You start with, you start maybe 11 a.m. and then with nothing, right? And then it's 9 p.m. and you've only made like a smiley face, but you're like so proud of it. Like <laughs> it's so worth it. <laughs> and it feels, it feels very rewarding. That's awesome. Well, so mm-hmm. how did you kind of discover that CSS art was a thing? Like, did you just see it online or how did that kind of come across your radar? So my last job where I was, where I worked with Java, like I said, I come from an industrial engineering background. So I didn't have a lot of like computer science fundamentals um, when I jumped into my job. And I remember that my teammates, they were all ComSci grads. So they always like knew all the terminology. And I was just like, okay, I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> and so I started kind of educating myself on, on the things that I didn't know to kind of catch up and well, yeah, just be better at my job. And I started playing around also with front-end technologies. I was also like, I was trying to get into React at my position because my my manager gave me that opportunity, you know, to play around with things. But I wanted to kind of really get the, like the foundations of everything that I didn't know. And so I started actually on Free Code Camp, like the first course that they give out that it's like responsive web design. And the first lesson, I think, one of the first lessons on CSS they make you do a hard or like, I, th- I think it's a hard and then a panda with CSS. And so I was like, this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like my first day actually of looking at CSS like properly on, on that course on um, Code Camp. And I started just playing around and I made a Pikachu actually. Um, I post, it's back on my Twitter. Like I posted it a long time ago, but that's how I started. And I found Code Pen. And I saw everything that people were making. And I was like, this is incredible. So I just, I think it, it, it just made me very curious to see how far I could go in creating things with his CSS. And that's how it all started. <laughs> that's awesome. You've done so many fun little code pen animations. I really particularly like the Pikachu animation with the little Valentine's card, like the envelope opens oh, yeah. up and like the card <laughs> pops out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have one or two of yours that are kind of your favorites? I have a Psyduck that I really love the ones that are animated and I like to play with colors. Like I really like pastel colors and like soft, soft stuff like that. And I don't know, it's just pleasing to my eyes, right? But I really like a Psyduck that just moves its hands like its hands like this. And that was very hard to animate because I did like a mirroring thing so that I wouldn't have to repeat the arm. Wow. It, that was very challenging. So it took me a lot of time to figure out like, because believe it or not, you need math, okay? <laughs> you need math for CSS art, which is, it's a good hobby to have. And so it took me some time to like kind of get the math right <laughs> and 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 get it get it moving properly. So that one, I really like. I really like how it came out. And what's another one that's my favorite? Oh, I really like doing pixel art. So I really like all of the ones that I made with pixels. I like one that's Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. I did that one. That one is really bad because it was one of the first ones I made. But that's why I really like it. But it's like not responsive at all. (laughs) It's like it's like on the corner. And then it's it's really bad, like very unresponsive. But um, 
I like it because it was like the third thing I did and it took me so many hours. I also did it like the hard way, you know, when you <laughs> when you go and you just repeat everything over and over and over. I then learned how to how to make things better, but I think that's that's why it was one of my favorites because it was uh when I was just getting started. <laughs> awesome. That's great. In the show notes, we'll go ahead and link to, you know, the CSS arts we've mentioned, as well as just your code pen in general for anyone who wants to check out and see visually what we've been talking about. Go over and check those out. Get inspired. Maybe try some CSS art of your own. Please do. And <laughs> show it to me. <laughs> That's right. Ally, thank you so much for joining us today. It's just been a pleasure chatting, getting to hear about your journey you know, the ups and the downs and just kind of chatting about something that brings you joy with CSS art. And I know seeing these little cartoons and stuff brings me a lot of joy and I'm sure others as well. So thank you for sharing them with us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Eddie. And thank you for having me. And I really appreciate what you're doing because it's all about the <laughs> being transparent, right? I think that's very important. It's not all beautiful for us. Everybody goes through their ups and downs. And, and I think that's very important that people realize that they're not alone. So there's always light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> even when it gets very dark. But yeah, I think that's very important. And thank you so much for having this space to show that. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us for episode 42. I didn't know what I was outside of my job with Ally Thomas. You can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as a link to LA's website and social media accounts in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, why not help others discover it as well? Give us a shout out on your favorite social media platform and tag a friend or coworker that you think would enjoy it. Don't forget to follow us wherever you hang out online, or you can subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date. Thank you for joining us for season one. If you have three minutes, please take our short listener survey. You can find a link in the show notes, and it'll be invaluable while we plan out season two. We have lots of surprises in store. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Bye.